Welcome to Wide Eye, a personal publishing podcast. Publishing is subjective, and we've heard it all before, so let's own it. My name is Quinton Lee, debut author, published poet, fiction editor, and anthology curator. I won't be the one to tell you what to do, but I can definitely tell you all about my experiences and why I make certain choices when it comes to publishing a book. So this week's episode is going to be about the writing process, or I guess the privacy of the writing process, when it comes to publishing. This can be for people who haven't published yet, or people who have published, or maybe those in the process of publishing. Whether you're querying, or whether you're preparing to independently or self-publish. I suppose this one's more of a discussion once again, like last week, where I was just speaking my thoughts on the topic and my experiences. It's less so an applicable episode, I guess. Like, it's it's not like my other ones where it's about specific aspects of publishing, but more so a mindset or something you may experience in this process. I think it's an interesting question one of my friends uh, had brought up where, you know, is a writer's process truly theirs if they want to be a career author? Or in other words, have authorship or publishing be a larger part of their life. I think there are multiple perspectives in this situation, uh, even if you're if you even if you are on different paths of publishing. For example, uh, for me, I started as an author who was pursuing the traditional path, and in that I had pursued que- querying, and a lot of querying culture, uh, you know, encourages sharing your work in progress. Your um, sort of updates or I don't want to use the word, <laughs> I guess the word progress again it's like how you're doing with it whether you like if if you if you started drafting something with the intention of querying you're very likely to be sharing your journey mood boards um, you know doing accountability threads I think accountab- accountability threads are really cool um, and they're really useful and it's fun to be able to update and see the progress at the same time, a lot of people do use them as a means of, I, I suppose, gaining attention to their work, which is fair enough, I think, because, you know, people deserve to have their stories be seen. Though it can also mean that it leads to a path of having stories or having writing processes that are publicised for the purpose of publicising them, as opposed to experiencing the writing process as it should be or could be. Because I'm not going to say should be, this is this isn't a place of saying something should happen. Though, yeah, we, can, we probably can agree that a lot of things such as um, the pub- publicity of one's writing process can be really, uh, I guess, damaging to a mindset or someone's ability to feel motivation towards writing. Because even in these early stages when you haven't even been published yet, you can associate quite a lot of numbers, views, likes reshares, all towards whether your writing is worth it or not. And for me, I wouldn't, I don't like to blame any writers for this, but you know, the system that we are in instead. It can be a very systemic thing and think something that's influenced by our past, by the people around us, by our environment, where we do end up associating these things together, where online social media attention equates to are we worth it as a writer? In which it doesn't have to be the case and it shouldn't be. Um, 
like I, I I'd hope that many writers who do end up feeling this way would work their way out of it or sort of take a break and learn that their writing is worth it just as they write it, even if it's in their head. Even just by creating, it's a wonderful thing for us to do as human beings. I think our ability to create all these details and worlds and characters and different systems, whether you write contemporary or fantasy or horror or all these different genres, are valuable just on their own. Um, but that doesn't discount the fact that it is a very prevalent thing that a lot of people suffer from. And as I was saying on querying, even when we do get to the querying process, we are constantly, you know, at least people who rely on sort of a social media routine to to maintain themselves in a situation. Because querying is a very emotionally draining and it has a lot of emotional stakes in it. So emotionally draining process with a lot of emotional stakes. I queried for about a year before I stopped and there was a lot of anxiety with it that eventually turned into, you know, indifference or numbness towards the process because I just learned that I didn't want to put emotion into it anymore because if I did, then I wouldn't get as much out of it. I wouldn't get what I wanted out of it. About, you know, it's about setting expectations for yourself and it can be quite unfortunate to feel so feel very excited about something initially and then just feel nothing about it by the end of it or even if it's not by the end of it but at some point in your long journey or short journey it could be because a lot of people are very fortunate and lucky to have very short querying processes but if you're like the majority who uh, who goes through querying for many many months then yeah it, it can be really discouraging and so whether you end up getting an agent or you don't or you just are in that kind of limbo for a long while what happens to the privacy of drafting do you draft in front of other people but would you feel like you know would you feel a sense of failure or imposter syndrome because you're drafting again yet you haven't secured representation on the current novel do you decide to shelve your book and then start something new but then have to deal with the fact that you have to go through it all again do you draft in private but then lack all of that support that you may have gotten through social media or what you've equated to social media attention because it helps you emotionally and it is what you've used all this time to cope with those feelings um, when it comes to adequacy in the writing and publishing world. And I believe even when you do get representation and when you get book deals, um, traditional publishing can be quite uh, in a way tight-lipped this is a word that my friend used um and it can be quite true because there's a lot of things about ndas and like what you can say and can't say when you are under contracts um with a publisher uh, or you know with an agent you can't really share things you have to be really vague which i know a lot of people love on twitter as well so <laughs> i don't blame them for it because i think it's a it, it's fun to be vague and stuff and build up some hype around it um, but it presents a very similar issue as well at that point. If you have to wait until you get the okay from a lot of people before you can announce a project or a book deal or something you're working on. And there comes again the very private process. You know, of course you have your agent and your editor to rely on. Though they also have other clients and, you know, it may be difficult 
to seek that same support from a friend as you know as you would from a professional or like your professional business partner because agents and editors you know in the grand scheme of things aren't really meant to be your friend they are a professional partner and they can be you know very friendly and get along well though it wouldn't be the same as for example back in the day you know if in if in your situation you're imagining yourself back in the day of the when you're drafting and when you're editing and then when you're querying there was a lot more solidarity in that sense too and you know it, it it does have a lot of risk to lose that solidarity when you move up to things like being represented and owning a book deal there's always going to be a divide between the people that who um who don't share the same experience as you and you know it can easily feel like that when you are trying to vent or express something about what you're experiencing it can come off as a certain way that you don't mean though a lot of people will take it that way um you know and it, it's just unfortunate and then for independent authors it can it can be a matter of like am i doing this right or wrong because in traditional publishing you often don't get a choice you're told to not tell someone until this uh until sorry you know, you're told not to tell anyone about the project until a certain point or until you get the okay. In independent publishing, you get the choice. And, you know, for a, a person who's relying on themselves to do the marketing, the writing, the publishing process, it can be a lot to wonder, will it be a mistake to announce this now? Do I have to wait? You know, how much do I have to hold back? How will I frame this as a marketing way, like in a marketing sense? So that I can, you know, reach my readers that I, you know, am working towards because you don't have the resources that some other authors may have from traditional publishing or other, you know, situations. And I guess a, a big theme in a lot of this is how we interact with each other, how community works and how, you know, we feel about privacy as well. And I suppose a lot of this as well applies to social media and the way we treat it and use it as a tool in order to reach others. Um, and then as I said at the start, like it can build up to a point where you rely on social media in order to, you know, feel the dopamine and feel a connection, which I am not antagonizing at all. I completely understand. And I think that, you know, I've said it before that social media is a great way to reach other people and connect and I've met a lot of wonderful people. It's how I've met a lot of my clients for my editing. It's how a lot of readers have been able to, you know, see my book. And at the same time, I'm, you know, I put, you know, I recently put like um, screen time limits on my phone for Twitter and TikTok because I was spending way too much time using them. And, you know, you rely on them, you doom scroll and then you, you feel bad seeing other things that make you feel bad. And so I had to limit myself and, you know, doesn't mean I completely shut myself from them, but I understood that there was an issue in continuously spending time on them as well. So yeah, it can be very difficult. Do we think it's necessary to draft in the public eye is a question my friend also asks. And I suppose a lot of this episode as well, on top of all the things I said, um, was about drafting specifically too. Do we 
do we need to build up our audience from the start? Like we hear a lot, you know, start building your audience from like when you're querying, when you're editing, when you're drafting, when you just shared the idea. You don't start once you got the book deal. You don't start once you got the agent. I think sometimes it depends and sometimes it doesn't matter. Like it, it really does suck that some things are really gate gatekeeps. A lot of agents and a lot of editors rely on social media statistics in order to choose the people they want to represent or people they want to publish. I think for them, it's part of the business model, but outside of that, it's not really great for like motivation or, you know, having the capability of, or like the, you know, being able to imagine yourself in that situation. Not everyone has that much energy or time or spoons in order to keep up a huge marketing campaign or like to grow their audience or to grow multiple social media platforms to constantly share about their work. And in this case, to draft in the public eye. Sometimes it's really easy to scroll through Twitter and see everyone posting about their work, about their recent updates, little snippets, mood boards, and it can really feel like, oh, am I missing out by not doing this? Should I start making a snippet post too? Should I hop onto this trend that everyone's doing? I can come from both sides. Like sometimes I bookmark things and then I do them later on. And sometimes I just, you know, look at it and I think, oh, should I do this as well? Because, you know, it would help me towards, you know, a goal, for example, people seeing more about my projects or books. And then sometimes I just leave them behind as well. Because it can, it can be good to just take a step back and realize, you know, not every little thing needs to be done. And there's two ways you can look at it. One way can be, I'll never get to where I want to be if I don't do this. But the other side of things is, let me consider where I was, not even this time last year, but a few months ago, and what I had then and what I have now. And I am entirely grateful for everything that has happened. And that all these happened, all these things happened based on the decisions I made and the, de and the decisions I didn't make. And so I feel like, it's, you know, it's okay when things come up, like little trends or little things. And if you don't have enough spoons or you don't feel like you can do something that day, then don't beat yourself up about it. Because not everything about you and your time needs to be publicized. I don't know, like, I don't think there are extremes whether or not you do draft in the public eye. I know for some people they like to do streams, you know, sprinting streams where they like stream their screen and they write and they write along us other, other people and that can be really fun because fun fact, I did that when I drafted my first novel before I started querying it, um, which was Tell Me How It Ends. I streamed for a few times um, during December 2021 and I was just drafting and I, I invited people to come along and watch me draft and they can write with me and a lot of people did find it useful because they, you know, considered that time to set aside and just write. In that sense, I really enjoyed it to be public, to be drafting in front of other people. And I suppose for that as well, there was a bit more control over the kind of community that I attracted or curated because it wasn't just sending it out into a big wide platform but more establishing one for myself um it was on twitch so it is a big pl platform as well but it's a bit more 
decentralized as well because you can send the link individually to people and they can find your stream. It's not necessarily, necessarily like something that you can, everyone just keeps retweeting or liking or commenting on and then it goes and goes and goes in a big algorithm thing. Um, of course, people who want to pursue much more of a thing on Twitch, they would want to appeal more to an algorithm and expand their audience that way. But in this sense as well, if you want to just have some fun with a few friends, then it's completely fine to do it that way. And just, you know, for me, there was there were some strangers too who came by. And some strangers that still keep up with my updates nowadays, even though I'm not doing that streaming thing anymore. Uh, it can be really cool. Even if you're on Discord, there are like, um, live streaming or like screen sharing capabilities that can be fun like if you have a if you're in a writing server on discord and you have access to voice channels you can always just sit in there and just start writing and people can come along and you know be accountable as well and that can be fun i don't think it would be horribly bad if you did do that i mean unless someone tried to take your work but it i find it very rare that people would Especially in a community that's made for people who want to write their own stories and no one can ever write your story like you. So that's a point as well. On the flip side of things, you don't have to write in front of other people. And people don't know don't, people don't have to know if you are working on something. Or they can be concentrating on one thing at a time more like like just because you're working on another project at the same time as something else is going on in your publishing sphere or world it doesn't mean everyone needs to know everything at once it doesn't make you less of a writer and doesn't make it so you're too late i have a really good example that applies to myself so currently we are i think a week like a week away from publishing devout anthology and I can tell you that while I've been marketing Devout Anthology, while I've been putting everything together, publishing it, and like, you know, um, organizing all the stuff for it, I was drafting another book. And I very minimally shared my drafting process with the world. One, because I was busy promoting Devout, but also because I made a decision to do that. I spent, you know, the months, the months after you know, the release of Tell Me How It Ends, writing my Dark Academia novel. And it was really fun. I had a, um, I had a way to share it with someone else. So my friend in question that I've been mentioning during this episode, she's also my critique partner. We didn't formally, formally come together as critique partners, but we just ended up that way where we ended up having a place to share our works and different milestones and different achievements where, you know, reaching whether they're really big or really, uh, not like even small, but just like things that matter to us, we just like to share it with each other. And in that, I've, I had a way to be able to share, you know, snippets of projects, my ideas, the thoughts I had, the hype I have around my characters and the way, you know, that I make things outside of that, like mood boards and like um, video trailers and all that, that I haven't even shown anyone else. And you know, in one way it's a testament to my friendship, but in another way it doesn't necessarily mean that this one person will only see it forever. And at the same time, people don't have to see it. There's a lot of different nuances involved, I believe. Um, but in this way, like, I drafted the majority of Tell Me How It Ends with other people seeing it and open to coming to see it. And it worked out fine. 
But also I I drafted a whole other novel around the same word counts as well. Actually, it was a, the first, the, the draft was like a higher word count, but then I edited it down. So it ended up a lower word count. But I did all that with little publicizing. So I did do an accountability thread um, for Camp NaNoWriMo twice, but I didn't do like, I wasn't really big on like what I said in the thread. I mainly use that to keep track of like word count stuff and like um, if I was reaching, if I was going towards my goal. So actual accountability. Uh, I did include snippets sometimes just because I want, I liked looking at my favorite lines that I wrote in that session, but not necessarily for the purpose purpose of sharing with other people that I was drafting because it didn't really matter to me if someone saw the thread or not. Just that it was there and I liked updating it. But apart from that, I hardly have done any huge promotional work. It's just been really vague and that's because I've done it on purpose. I wanted to draft this book on my own because I was, you know, in one way it was because of the thing I talked about last episode with imposter syndrome where it's very different from my initial novel so would people really care about this one? But also it was an intentional decision about wanting to learn how to draft by myself. Again, actually, again. Because the first draft of Tell Me How It Ends was drafted by myself until I started going into the querying process and then I started sharing it with other people, which was fine too. But I suppose this is a point about when you've become a published author as well, like we talked about pre-publishing and a bit of trad publishing. But so just in general, like after you publish, do you just have to keep being public with what you do in your writing career because you're now published? And I think the answer is no, you don't have to. You can still have the privacy of drafting after you publish. You can still have a dedicated critique partner or two that you share your work with, but you don't really share outside. You can still create things like mood boards and video trailers and all that without the intention of sharing it with other people yet or ever. I have a lot of fun with what I do with my things and with my dark academia, and I really am excited to share it when I do one day. And at the same time, it's it's chill, like I'm chilling and it's fun. And I think for the next book as well, like I want to keep drafting it and I'm not worrying too much about who knows about it or like who I'm going to like share it to, if I'm going to share it. I just know that, you know, for now I'm still a writer, even if I'm published. And that means I can enjoy the process on my terms. Because it can be really easy to be caught up in what other people are doing and how other people do it and how much they share. But also it's good to listen to yourself and your mind and what you want to do most. So this episode was a bit around the place. I didn't really go into it with a big structure. I just wanted to talk about the topic of privacy of drafting before and after publishing. Hopefully this kind of discussion helped give you a bit of a perspective on different things and you know a bit of food for thought when it comes to your own drafting. Because I think the best thing writers can do is listen to themselves as well. We listen to a lot of things outside of ourselves. We listen to reviewers, we listen to other writers, we listen to ideas in, in different media, we read books, we watch movies, we listen to songs. As well as that, you can sit down and listen to yourself and see what you would like to do with your time and writing, even if you take a break, even if you just go for it this month, or I guess next month because it's the 22nd now, even if you go for it next month and just bang out a whole novel, you know, do whatever you want, I think, because, you know, of course, we can't just do whatever we want for certain goals. We need to be calculated and, you know, 
purpose, like doing things with purpose, purposefully. At the same time, yeah, it doesn't really have to matter at the end of the day. We just do what we want. We go la di da. We write our books, our funny little characters. So have fun. Good luck. Draft in private or not. And if you would like to ask me questions or send me any messages, you can contact me on Twitter and Instagram at it's Quinn Lee. I'm also online at quintinlee.com. And yeah, I will talk to you next week.